Good morning. We'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. I'd like to give a special welcome to folks watching online. Thank you for joining us for this time of worship during the Christmas season. I'd like to give a special welcome to any first-time guests. If this is your first time worshiping with us, we welcome you and invite you after the service to go by the Welcome Center and pick up a free gift a small token of our love and appreciation, and thanks for you being here today. But I'm so grateful that you're here either in person or watching online. And at this time, I'm going to invite everyone, if you would, in this place to stand. Tell someone you're glad to see them here and tell them Merry Christmas. Thank you. Would you be seated? It's hard to believe how quickly time passes that today is already the fourth Sunday of Advent. Each week we've been lighting a candle to represent hope and peace and joy. And now today we come to the fourth candle which represents love. I'm so thankful today that Tom and Rita Jones and their grandson Phoenix will be coming to light the fourth candle of love. So if the Jones family would come at this time, you know, if you could summarize this book in one word, it would be love. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. At this time, if you would light the candle of love. Thank you, Jones family. And may we go to the Lord in prayer at this time. Father, we give you thanks for the hope that we have and the peace that we have, the joy that we have and the love that we share through Jesus Christ. And Father, it's our prayer that each and every person here today would experience the love of Jesus Christ through the birth of Jesus and through the presence of your Holy Spirit. May everything we say and do be glorifying to you. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. As we sing. where they lay in fields 
stand it is our worship continues to lead
Thank you. You may be seated. We have come to worship and adore the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Thank you so much for being here today and allowing the Holy Spirit to be in this place. Every week we have a time where we can come to this altar and pray. And there are so many people we need to be in prayer for today. Certainly we continue to lift up all the tornado victims and their families with the devastating losses that have happened in our state and even in other states. We continue to pray for Bill and Linda Adcock. Bill remains in the hospital battling COVID and ask that you would continue to lift up Bill. He's improving, but continues to need our prayers as well as so many others. I got a call from one of our members, Sheila Sherrard in the hospital battling COVID. And so we just need to pray for so many people grieving some of you are going through the first Christmas without your loved one and pray that God would give you comfort through this difficult time. Even though it's joyful, we also grieve missing our loved ones and so many other needs. So I invite you at this time, if you feel led by the Holy Spirit, to come join me at this altar as we lift up our prayers together. Would you come pray with me today? May we pray together. God, we have come to glorify you and to sing praise to the only one who is worthy to be praised. But God, yet we come with broken hearts and grieving hearts and wounded spirits. Father, this morning I want to lift up those who have gathered at this altar and for everyone in this church and those watching from many different places. Father, I pray that you would touch them with your healing touch. Father, we pray for Bill and Linda and Sheila and so many others who are battling COVID, that you would restore their health, strengthen them, God, and heal them, we pray. Father, we pray for folks that are recovering from surgeries, facing surgeries this week, and as for your anointing to be upon them and bring them safely through. Father, we pray for those tornado victims in western Kentucky and throughout the country that have had tremendous loss. Father, we pray that they might feel your comfort and your strength and your love during this difficult time. Father, I pray for folks here today or again watching that are battling private pain. Maybe it's depression, maybe it's addiction, maybe it's loneliness, maybe again it's grief. And Father, we pray for those again who have lost loved ones. We remember Steve Bolin and Connie and the loss of Steve's dad and ask that you would comfort this family during the holiday season. And Father, we pray for continued prayers for our military for protection and safety and for our leaders, for your godly wisdom and counsel. And Father, we pray for this country, for revival and spiritual awakening 
And Father, may it begin in each of our hearts. Remove anything in us, God, that would hinder your spirit from moving. Unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, resentment, pride. Oh, God, cleanse us so that we can enjoy the true meaning of Christmas, which is Jesus Christ, the Son. And Father, we just pray today for folks that are lost without you, that if they have never received the free gift of Jesus, that today many might pray to receive Christ and invite you to come into their heart and life that Christians would be renewed. And Father, new family members would be drawn into this family of faith. God, we are humbled and honored that you love us so much that you would send your son Jesus to die for us. And now may we live for you who is willing to die for us. And I pray again your blessings upon each and every person here today. Open our hearts, open our minds, open our lives to the leadership of your spirit. Father, bless Haley as she comes to sing in a moment. And Father, speak through your word and through your servant and speak to our hearts. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for it is in the strong and holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. This morning, if you have your Bible, would you turn with me to Luke chapter 2? And as you're doing that, I'm grateful that one of our young people, Haley Martin, is here to sing for us. Haley blessed us at the early service. And Haley, we pray for you in a moment as you come to lead us once again. Beginning with verse 8 of Luke 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. This is the word of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes. 
Thank you so much. What a beautiful job. And thank you again for being here today, allowing the Holy Spirit to be in this place. I always like to share a little humor to start the message. And uh, someone recently sent me this, that did you know that uh, why uh, Mary and Joseph could not work remotely from Bethlehem? Because there was no Zoom at the end. No Zoom at the end. Okay, let's try this one. I received this yesterday, and maybe this applies to you. Uh, if you have been tracking your package that you ordered, stop, because it's in the Lord's hands now. Is this working test test? Do y'all remember? I remember as a child watching the Bob Hope Christmas specials. Do any of you all remember watching that? Bob Hope, for many years, would go across seas to where he would bring entertainment along with his band and celebrities, other celebrities, a variety of celebrities to go entertain. It began during World War II, and they would say somewhere from the South Pacific, and then they would start the show, and then it became more consistent from 1964 to 1972 during the Vietnam War. And if you remember the 1970 episode, it's still one of the most popular broadcasts that's ever been on television. And so we know that Bob Hope was bringing encouragement to these young troops, servicemen and women who were away from home. And uh, I think we might have a clip of one of the uh, beginnings of this show. From the White House, Berlin, Germany, the USS Saratoga in Gaeta Bay, Italy, and Inserlik Air Base, Turkey. From Lyke, July, Long Bend, Chi, Hue, and Da Nang in Vietnam, from Budapau, Karat, Nakam Phanam, and the Royal Palace in Bangkok, Thailand, from the USS Ranger, and the USS Sanctuary off Yankee Station in the South China Sea, and from Taichung, Taiwan, and the island of Guam, Chrysler presents... The Bob Hope Christmas Special. 
world with the USO. Starring Connie Stevens, The Gold Diggers, Teresa Graves, Suzanne Charney, Miss World, Ava Ruber Stair, The Payroll Brothers, and Dolores Reed. Special guest star, Romy Schneider. Our first man on the moon, Neil Armstrong. And Les Brown and his band of renown. Y'all were ready to watch the whole show, weren't you, huh? <laughs> Just getting started. We want to always remember our service men and women who defend our country and are away from home during the holidays. I think we need to show our appreciation <laughs> to all those. You know, it wasn't a comedian or an actor like Bob Hope that brought a message in our scripture today, but it was from an angel. And just as Bob Hope tried to bring some comfort and joy and love to those young troops who were away from their families during the holiday season, the angel brought words of comfort and joy and love to us today. And you remember that these... Uh, this angel that appeared was Gabriel, we learn in uh, Luke chapter 1. And he gave a message that's as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. And we think about that first Christmas. For Jesus was born in the most unlikely place, a manger. He was born in the least of cities, Bethlehem. And he was born among the least of society, the shepherds. Remember, shepherds were looked at as ceremonially unclean because they would have financial interactions with Gentiles and because they could never keep up with all the meticulous hand-washing rules and regulations. And so they were not even allowed to worship in the temple, but yet many believed that possibly these shepherds were the ones who tended the flocks for the temple offerings that would be made inside the temple. Even though they couldn't be in the temple, they were the ones who watched the sheep, tended the flock, where a temple sacrifice would be made. And I think it's a beautiful picture to think that these lowly shepherds, these first witnesses, would be the first to witness the arrival of the spotless Lamb of God. As they were tending these sheep and lambs, they would see the perfect gift of Jesus Christ and his love. And I'd be willing to say that there are folks here today that need comfort. I mean, when we look at what's going on in our world I mean, the time that the angel gave this announcement, it was a dark and oppressed world. Could we not say today, because of this pandemic, because of these tragedies through the tornadoes, through all the losses we've experienced, that there's a lot of depression and oppression and sorrow in our world today? And so we need a message. We need a message that came from the angel, which was a message of comfort. In verse 10 it said, but the angel of the Lord said, do not be 
afraid. And Dr. David Jeremiah, who's an author and a pastor, said that do not be afraid was an admonition that came on the hills of an epiphany, which is a short and direct encounter with God, a brief, short encounter with the person of God. And so not only were these shepherds afraid because of the glory of the Lord that shone around the angel, but they were afraid because of the time in history that they were going through. For 400 years, the people of Israel were restless and they were anxious because they hadn't heard a word from the Lord in 400 years. And they had been under the oppression of the Roman Empire. And they knew that if they did not submit to the Roman government, then they would be destroyed. And so it was a, a dark time that, that they were going through. And we know that even the prophet Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1, about this particular time, when he said, Comfort, comfort my people, says God, that people were needing comfort during that time, just like we need comfort today. And I know that there are many of us here today who are hurting, many of us that are grieving, many of us that are struggling. And I'm grateful that we have the Holy Spirit, which can comfort us. Emmanuel, God with us, which is the presence of the Lord who comforts us. In John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus said, but the advocate or the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So we know that the Holy Spirit is with us to comfort us and to strengthen us. And you think about all the people that are hurting today, again, as a result of the pandemics, of, of those who have had tremendous loss through tornadoes, through people who are suffering from health issues or pain in their lives. We need comfort. And Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, when he said, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others in their troubles with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. So we know it's part of our Christian responsibility to try to comfort others who are hurting, others that are grieving. Do you know of some folks that you can try to comfort during this Christmas season? I'm so grateful that many of you have responded beautifully by giving to the Kentucky Baptist Disaster Relief Fund, which is going to help those tornado victims. Many of you have who bought toys in partnership with Capital City Cares, taking it to the local fire departments to send toys so children in Western Kentucky can have gifts. I know in January we're going to be doing a blood drive 
because there's a shortage of blood and we're going to try to be helping, but there are many different ways that we can give comfort to people when they're hurting or when they are in need. At the end of this service, we're going to be, if you've come prepared, we're going to be doing a walk to the manger to give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering to support international missionaries all over the world who are sharing the light and love of Jesus Christ, trying to bring comfort to folks who otherwise would not have any hope. But that's what God's church does. We try to bring comfort to people as the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, comforts you and me. This past week, I had the privilege of meeting with uh, Brent and Laura Fallis and uh, their young son, Hayden, and uh, talking about what it means to be a Christian and, and that he was, uh, had prayed with his dad, the sinner's prayer. And uh, it was so neat as I took Hayden up in the baptistry. Children always want to see what it's like getting in the baptistry. And so we didn't have water in it. And so we got down in the baptistry. Even adults like to do that. Sometimes I catch adults playing in the baptistry throughout the week. But I'm kidding. But we got up there, and then uh, as I was talking to the Fallis family, uh, Laura said, you know, I was reading with the boys the other day. They have a son, Hudson, and, and then young Hayden. And she said Hudson was wrapped in blankets as they were reading a story at bedtime and said, you know, I love being wrapped in blankets. They make me feel so safe. And then... Young Hayden, five years old, chimed in, do you know what makes me feel safe? God and Jesus. And I thought that a five-year-old already understood that the ultimate comfort comes from a relationship with God. And I'm so proud of you, Hayden, for, for saying that God and Jesus brings us comfort and he can comfort you today. The message was one of comfort, but it was also a message which was a cause for joy. When he said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. We all need some good news, don't we? We want good news instead of all the, the bad news. We, we want the good news that the COVID test came back negative. We, we want the good news that we got the job. You, you want the good news that you made the team. You, you want the good news that you got a raise. You, you want the good news that she said yes. We all want good news. But there's so much bad news. And the good news comes through Jesus Christ. All those things I mentioned are circumstances that can bring happiness but don't necessarily bring joy. Jesus said in John 15, 11, he said, I give you my joy so that your joy may be complete. There are a lot of people today that aren't happy. There are a lot of people today that have no joy. Their joy is incomplete. You know why? Because they're basing it on temporary earthly things instead of eternal spiritual things. And you're never going to be satisfied. You're never going to be happy 
until you allow Jesus Christ to fill that God-shaped void. He's the one that brings true happiness and true, ultimately, joy. And I pray that you'll have that joy today because he offers it to you and for me. But you know what really is the good news? And this is a message that needs to be preached every day. The ultimate good news is this, is that God loves you and me. Did you know that? Some of you are here today and you feel pretty unlovable. You feel unlovable because of what you watched on the internet. You feel pretty unlovable because you were unfaithful to your spouse. You feel pretty unlovable because you maybe cheated on your income tax. You feel unlovable maybe because you lied to someone. You feel unlovable because of that addiction that keeps weighing you down. But I want you to know that God, in spite of our sin, still loves you and me. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. Isn't that great news? That even though we were sinners, Christ still loves you and me and be willing to die for you and for me. The other part of this great news is this, is that God forgives you and me. Can I be forgiven? Some of you all right, because of what I've done. I've talked to people through the years that say, I don't think God will ever forgive me. I did something when I was young that I so regret. I, I wasn't in the Lord, and I did it. I live with this guilt every day. The devil wants to keep you shackled to your past. He wants to make you feel guilty and unworthy. We're all unworthy, but yet he forgives you and me. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us or cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Paul said in Ephesians 4, 32, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another just as in Christ God forgave you. I say it so many times, especially during the holidays. Is there someone you need to forgive this Christmas season? It's a family member, a friend that you're divided. You, you've uh, excommunicated. You, you've acted as though they're dead to you. Do you need to forgive someone and, and reconcile differences, restore that relationship? To me, that's what Christmas is all about. And I pray that we could reconcile and forgive one another. But then the good news is this, is that God has a plan for your life. There are some of you all here today and you're thinking, I don't have a clue what God wants me to do with my life. You know, I pray every day that God would show me his will. But know this, I know God has a plan for each and every person's life. You may not see it right now, you may not understand it right now, but he does have a plan for your life. I love quoting Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God has a future for you. God has a plan for you, and you need to place your trust in him and allow him to guide you in the path that he's prepared for you. I've shared this with you all through the years and probably embarrassed my children, but 
when my firstborn Isaiah was about one and a half or two, um, I wanted to say something to him every day that would instill in him the love of God and let him know that I was his number one fan and that I was in his corner and, and he could always come to me. And so at about one and a half or two years old, I would go up to Isaiah at bedtime before bed and this would be after praying or reading a devotion and I'd put my finger next to his little finger and I'd say, Isaiah, Daddy loves you and God loves you and he's got big plans for your life. And I carried that on with my daughters, Sophie and Anne Catherine. And now when I do it to my 18-year-old son and my 16-year-old daughter, they look at me a little funny sometimes and I'll say, Daddy loves you. They're like, <laughs> like we're over that. But my little daughter, Aunt Catherine, will not go to bed until we've touched fingers and said together, Daddy loves you and God loves you and he's got big plans for your life. I want you to know today that God the Father does love you and me. And he's got big plans when we place our trust completely in him. This should be good news, great news that causes great joy for all the people. But then the message, lastly, was one of compassion and salvation through Jesus Christ. In verse 11 it says, Today in the city of David a Savior has been born to you who is Messiah or Christ the Lord. It was a message of compassion and salvation. Jewish people were looking for a political figure or a military figure to deliver them from the heavy yoke uh, that they had been under in the Roman Empire. And yet some were looking for someone to deliver them from their sickness or deliver them from their physical hardship. But we know why Jesus came was to deliver us from sin and death. That's why Jesus came. In Luke 19, 10, it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. And then in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Salvation comes from no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind whereby we must be saved than the name of Jesus Christ. And we know today that the message is, is God sent us a Savior through Jesus Christ. And all we have to do is confess our sins, invite Him to forgive us of our sin, and invite Him to come into our hearts, repent from our old lifestyle, and start to walk in newness of life. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And I pray today that you would begin to walk in newness of life by receiving the free gift of Jesus Christ and his love. I know this week many of us have watched even national news broadcast of the devastation that took place in western Kentucky. Uh, 
I know our student minister Layton was down in Western Kentucky. He's from the Mayfield area. And we have several of our folks, Emily Kimball from that area and Gene Harrell. And the list goes on and on of folks uh, from that area. And we've certainly been praying for and reaching out to. But on many of the national news broadcasts, uh, some of you all know saw Jordan Bays from Bremen, Kentucky, a little community that the tornado ripped through and devastated. This was on ABC News. This was on CNN. It was on several of the major news broadcasts uh, that Jordan Bays, who uh, had a beautiful home, and when the tornado hit, just ripped it apart, ripped the roof off. And Jordan was looking for peace and comfort as he went over to play a piano. His sister was videoing this without him knowing, and, and maybe you saw this. song he was playing was there's something about that name written by Bill and Gloria Gaither and when Jordan was interviewed he said my faith is important to me and he said my faith guides me through the good times and the bad times and even went on to share Christ on a, a national news uh, broadcast and you know one of our members at the early service said she works alongside of Jordan and that he's a committed Christian and that he was finding comfort and peace in a home she said I think he'd only been in a short time had built a new home and just overnight how it was ripped apart you know that's how life is unexpectedly storms can hit our life literal storms physical storms financial storms emotional storms mental storms Boom, just like that, our lives can be turned upside down. But there's something about the name of Jesus that restores us through the storms and sustains us and comforts us. I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but Jesus is the answer. That's not just a motto to go on a t-shirt. It's the truth. Jesus Christ is the answer and today if you've been looking for peace in the midst of your storm in the midst of your crisis with things looking hopeless place your faith and trust in him he's the only hope any of us have and if we're going to see our way through this pandemic if we're going to see our way through crisis and death and grief and and tornadoes and storms of life You've got to turn to Jesus. We're not promised tomorrow. That's why you give your heart fully surrendered to him today. And I just thought of the Hogans are from that area too. And we think of all the families who were impacted by these storms. And so today, as we close out, if you've never 
placed your faith and trust in Christ, why not today? What are you waiting for? Or maybe you're a Christian and you've lost your passion. Man, I, it's been a long season. I'm not going to lie. My faith has been challenged. And it's easy to grow weary and tired and say, Lord, how long? How much longer? We are all in that boat together. Or maybe you've been looking for a church family. This is a wonderful church. It's not a perfect church. I say that every week. This is a wonderful church with a lot of wonderful people, not perfect people. We're all imperfect, but it's a wonderful family of faith where we worship together and serve alongside one another and fellowship together. We'd love you to be a part. But however the Holy Spirit leads, I'm going to invite you to come in just a moment as we pray together. May we pray together. Father, I pray right now in the stillness of this moment that if there are any men or women or young people here or anyone watching, maybe it's someone in another state, maybe it's someone in another community, maybe it's someone watching from western Kentucky. Lord, I pray that whatever is going on in their life right now, that you would just give them a, a comfort and a joy and a love through Jesus. Father, if there are folks that have never prayed to receive you into their heart to get this journey started, may they today confess their sin, ask for your forgiveness, invite you to come in, and that they would begin a new life walking with you. Bless them, God. May they know you've got a purpose and a plan for their life, that they are loved and they are forgiven. Father, I pray for Christians that have lost that passion, that excitement, that fervor. Life's been tough, especially these last couple of years. And Lord, I pray that you would give us your supernatural strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength, Nehemiah said. And I pray, God, that we would feel that supernatural joy and strength. Father, I pray for folks that are looking for a, a family, a church family, where there are all ages that come together to worship and encourage one another and love one another and support one another. I pray, oh God, that you would give us the boldness to do today what your Holy Spirit is leading us to do. And we'll give you all the glory in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to invite you, if you're in this place, to stand with me. and We're going to sing a hymn of commitment, a hymn of invitation. And if you feel led by the Spirit of God to come, it would be my privilege to pray with you. If you're watching online, contact us, and it would be our privilege to pray with you about your decision. But I'm going to invite you at this time to come as we sing together.
moment. I am so excited to introduce to you this young man, Hayden Follis. And mom and dad, if you all want to come up here too and stand with your son. This is a young man I was talking about that I met with this past week. I met with he and his mom uh, in my office. And I'm so grateful that this past week he had prayed the sinner's prayer with his dad and with his family and invited Jesus to come into his heart. I asked Caden what it meant to be a Christian and why Jesus died on the cross for us and what a sin was, and he answered all those things. And I told Brent and Laura, Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Hayden doesn't understand it all, and guess what? Todd Lester doesn't understand it all. But Jesus said, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter into the kingdom of God. So I'm grateful that Hayden comes today to make his public profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Hayden, you heard me tell you the other day, this is the greatest, most important decision any of us can ever make because it's the only one that lasts forever and ever. And we are so proud of you. I told him that the angels were singing and rejoicing in heaven. I know you want to pledge your love and support to Hayden and Brent and Laura by letting it be known by saying amen. Amen and applause. Proud of you, buddy. You can go be seated. I know you want to be sure after the service to go by and welcome Hayden into the family of God and to this church family. I'm so grateful at the early service um, we had a, a sweet lady to join, Paula, uh, and I'm going blank on her last name. It's Paula, and it's Kenny Winkle's sister and, uh, and Marsha's sister, um, but Paula, does anybody know? Satterwhite. Now you know why I couldn't just think of it like that. Satterwhite. We welcome Paula Satterwhite into our church family as well, if you get an opportunity to welcome her. And again, go by after the service to welcome this fine young man. Couple, three announcements. Don't forget, here in a few moments, if you've come prepared, uh, we will have our annual walk to the manger. These, again, are gifts that go 100% to support international missionaries serving all over the world. If you have come prepared, if not, certainly you can do it at a later time, but we will uh, have that opportunity 
Um, don't forget that there is a young adult fellowship uh, together uh, from 1 to 3 over in the Cross Center. Invite you to come. We'll have lunch provided. If you're between the ages of 18 and 29, we'll have lunch provided, uh, some uh, word from the Lord, and, and also fellowship, food. It'll be a great time. That's at 1 to 3. Also, we will not have prayer meeting, fellowship meal this week, but we do have our Christmas Eve service, communion service, 5 o'clock Christmas Eve. And then don't forget, next Sunday, only one service, 10 a.m. There will be no 8.30, no 11 o'clock, no Sunday school, but one service where we'll all come together. I don't know when the last time we've all been able to worship uh, without one service or another. So I hope you will join us 10 o'clock next Sunday for one great service. Thank you all for being here today. I want you to remember how much that I love you and God loves you. And I hope that you will have a Merry Christmas. And at this time, I invite you to stand. And we're going to sing a closing song. Special thank you to Jay Jacobs for filling in so beautifully for Bill. Thanks, Jay, for last week and again for this week and continue to pray for Bill. And so as we begin the music, if you're on this side and you've come prepared and then we'll go each section, you can file by the manger and then on out the door. Hope you and your family have a blessed and Merry Christmas as we sing together. Sing we now of Christmas, Noel, sing we here. Listen to our praises, to the babe so dear. Sing we, Noel, the King is born, Noel. Sing we now.